Trump's tabulation tales, the most expensive prison in Britain, a Hong Kong security hotline, and an exclusive TLDR announcement. This is your TLDR News Daily Briefing for Friday, November 6th. In the first news story today, we discuss the ongoing situation in the US in relation to the election. While at the time of recording, neither has won the keys to the White House for the next four years just yet, Trump has doubled down on his view that he's already won the election. Last night, he made a speech at the White House which caused quite some controversy. He opened with, If you count the legal votes, I win. In terms of accuracy and a close relationship between the president and the truth, we're not off to a great start. Many news organizations went as far as cutting the president off before he finished, explaining what he was saying was simply untrue. So let's go through some of the other things he said. He also remarks, we have so much evidence and so much proof of voter fraud. However, it's not so far been explained what any of this proof is. And without it, there's nothing at all to suggest that voter fraud has occurred. Although this is a pretty bold falsehood to propagate, it's not nearly as misleading as that of vote counting. The president stated that Pennsylvania Democrats have gone to the state Supreme Court to ban our election observers. While his claim about voter fraud could end up proving to be true and there could be evidence to materialize, this one is an outright lie. The court case he's referring to is one about how close observers were allowed to get to the poll workers. And this decision went in Trump's favor and observers were allowed to move closer. This was never about banning observers outright and there's no evidence that that's what happened. While this might seem like an unfair attack on the president, and it might seem like we're taking a partisan stance, I just quickly like to explain why we believe we're not. The president is in a position of authority and cannot be led to mislead the public. Democracy can only function if the loser of an election concedes defeat. Without this, power cannot transfer between parties, and we're left with someone clinging on to power against the will of the people. And if Trump loses this election, this is exactly what he should do. Additionally, candidates should not be trying to influence and decide how election officials do their job. The football players don't get the chance to change the decisions of the referee when they start losing a game, and they can't suddenly try and change the rules or argue that a goal shouldn't be allowed without facts or evidence. And in line with this, the president doesn't have the right to hereby declare the state of Michigan or any other state for this matter after he lost it without evidence. For more on election fraud claims, check out our latest video on the TLDR US channel. And to learn more about TLDR's stance on reporting this issue as a whole, go to tldrnews.co.uk forward slash democracy. In the second news story today, we head back to the UK and discuss how some students are being treated during the pandemic. As the temporary national lockdown was implemented yesterday, some universities are taking it upon themselves to try and ensure that students remain in their halls of residence. This has led to a fierce student backlash and claims that universities are getting students to pay for their own prisons. One such university is Manchester, who erected a fence around Owens Park on the Fallowfield campus without notifying residents. The Vice-Chancellor claimed that such a fence was put up to try and stop people who are not residents from accessing the halls, and that it was not designed to stop students from leaving the halls. Under the current lockdown rules, people are allowed to leave their homes for exercise or to go to a public place to meet one other person. They're also allowed to leave the house to buy essentials. In order to understand the students' perspective, we spoke to Catherine, a resident at Owens Park. 
They claim that security ignored students' requests to go shopping or to exercise, both of which they're allowed to do under current government guidance. Catherine also confirmed to me that their halls were not currently locked down, as some halls are due to the prevalence of the coronavirus. She also stated that there was a consensus on campus that profits were being put ahead of student care and well-being, as demonstrated by the fact that students have experienced days without hot water and that she herself has not had fuses replaced within her kitchen. While the university has been slow to rectify these problems, they have been quick to erect a fence costing £11,000, which the university confirmed themselves to the BBC. All in all, she claims these fences have had antithetical impacts. Residents felt trapped like prisoners or wild animals, instead of feeling protected and supported. The lack of communication from the university likely didn't assuage these feelings either. Catherine claims that yesterday morning, we woke up with a fence around every block in halls, with no explanation from the university, reception or security as to why they were there. This has all led to protests last night from students, which made national news headlines. In international news today, there's been another development in Hong Kong over the controversial security law. The state has established a hotline that allows citizens of the country to snitch on neighbours for breaking the controversial rule. For those of you who don't remember, which is fair enough considering how much has happened between then and now, a few months ago, Hong Kong introduced a security law that criminalises secession, subversion and collusion with foreign forces. Many have claimed though that it restricts freedom of speech and expression, and can be used to arrest those speaking out against the Chinese regime. This new hotline also allows the law to be used even more easily and make even more people fearful of speaking out against the Chinese regime, and it's already been used over a thousand times. We'll see whether this level of use continues over the coming months. And finally, I know people don't like it when I plug things in these videos, but we've apparently released over 250 minutes of content in the last week, so give me just one minute here. You might remember that over the first lockdown, we made and released Brexit The Colouring Book. Well, with the second lockdown beginning in England, and with Brexit reaching the bitter end, we've now released a new extended edition. Not only does it have a rather lovely new coloured front cover, it also contains six brand new images inside, continuing the story into 2020. It also has even more timeline detail than the first edition, and is printed on even nicer materials. If you want to pick up a copy, you can pre-order now using the special code TLDR daily. If you do so, you can get a copy of the book for only $8.99, or a signed edition and a free Barnard Castle postcard for $11.99, or a signed edition with three Barnard postcards and a mystery pin badge for only $14.99. That offer ends on Monday, and you can find it exclusively on the TLDR store. For those of you who think the news is too long, be sure to check out tomorrow's daily briefing. Be sure to check out tomorrow's daily briefing. Read the newsletter by signing up at tldrnews.co.uk forward slash daily. Listen to the briefing by searching for TLDR news in your podcast app, or watch the briefing over at youtube.com forward slash TLDR daily.